2: I think it's time for me to move on, I've been in the job for six years, Um, I've given it everything I have and I think uh, there's very good foundations there for the future, Um, I think a change of voice, a change of direction would be good and I also think that um, by taking me out of the equation it can remove some of the -the over-the-top negativity that was coming at the team, which I feel was unfair. when you're preaching about patience with a young group, um, we didn't we didn't carry through that as a county at all this summer, and I think part of that was down to the fact that I've been there for so long. That maybe I was a kind of a lightning rod for that negativity and criticism, which you know, if you're 19 years of age as David Clifford is, if you're 20 years of age as Sean O'Shea is. And the other lads, Gavin White, 21, Jason Foley, 21, and so on, and up through it. Um, that's not a nice environment to be trying to develop yourself. It's great when we're inside here in Fitzgerald Stadium together, but there's a lot of time when the lads are out in their own communities and they're out in the general public and they're hearing a lot of stuff. And um, I'm hoping that by someone new coming in, they would be given um, a bit of time and a bit of space. And I mean real time and real space and real patience. And uh, allow the lads to make mistakes, allow bad performances to happen without it being the end of the world. I have a box full of anonymous letters. I don't want to go down that road now of poor me because that's not that's not the way it is. It doesn't bother me uh, at all. It comes with this position and if you're gonna be precious about that, forget about it. Um, you know that coming into it. I knew that. I've no you know, I've thicker skin than that. But um I don't like it. No, when it's happening to players, that's a different scenario. Then I don't like that. I, look, it comes with the ter- Does that make it rise? that it comes to the territory? I don't know. But that's a different debate. Uh, I wouldn't be getting precious about that. But no, when it's when it's when it's happening to players, I don't think it's very nice.
1: Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiners Paper Talk Championship Podcast. Well, that was the voice of Kerry manager Eamon Fitzmaurice addressing the media in Fitzgerald Stadium on Saturday night after he announced that he was stepping down from the position after six years. Irish Examiner sports editor Tony Lean was there on the evening and joins us now in studio to discuss the past, present and future for Kerry football. Tony, the post-match press conference took on a a life of its own Eamon Fitzmaurice's demeanour emotional exhausted relieved
0: it was a very strange uh, scenario because it took ages for Eamon Fitzmaurice to show now the way these things work, Cullum, anyway, is us poor people in the print media. We seem to be at the bottom of the food chain now when it comes to interviews, because the first interview always is rights holders, and then he tends to do the other TV, like as would have been RT or whatever on Saturday night. But even allowing for that, there seemed to be an extraordinarily extraordinary excuse me delay in Eamon Fitzmaurice coming up to meet the media now, and he has never shirked those responsibilities, so we knew he would come. And then word started filtering up to us that he had brought his wife Tina and his baby daughter Faye into the dressing room with him. And for me, that set straight away the alarm bells ringing because, you know, Eamon completely and utterly compartmentalizes his life. You know, when he is in Kerry mode, he can't meet you for coffee, he won't go for a game of golf, he doesn't do anything else except focus 100% on Kerry wouldn't involve his family so straight away when I saw that or when I was told that I said to myself he's gone he's after actually stepping down there's no other reason he would have brought his wife and his baby daughter into a a dressing room when Kerry had just been knocked out of the championship unless it was to say farewell was that decision a surprise to you I think the surprise for me was less the decision, and more the fact that he announced it so quickly after the game. I, you know, from a newspaper point of view and everything, obviously it it added it added great drama to the occasion. But I would think, would he not have been better off, you know, going away for a few days? You know, he could have batted away questions about his future, taking three, four, five days. And then, you know, maybe making an announcement via an email. In a sense, and Eamon is a very deliberate individual. He just doesn't do things, you know, in an offhand manner. I think he came into that press conference on Saturday night wanting to put the message out there about the issues that he has dealt with. I think the issues that the younger players have had to deal with. Um, the criticism, um, the anonymous hate mail. I think he needed, or not that he needed, he felt he needed to put the issue out in the public domain, and the best way he could of doing that was with a bank of microphones in front of him on Saturday night. And so, you know, people have said, even Colum Cooper said this morning in our own paper, you know, it was very unaimed, and like it was, but I also feel. He had a strategy in what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. And he, even if it was only for the benefit of the next guy, Cullum, whoever is following him, I think he wanted to put it out there that the Kerry supporters are certainly a, a section of uh, need to get a little bit of perspective.
1: Were you surprised by the level of abuse that he,
0: he revealed? Well, obviously, I'm not living in Kerry anymore, and I don't, you know, but I'm only just getting second hand. But I do know from like talking to my family members at home and people that are involved in clubs at home that there just has been just a rank bad atmosphere ever since the Galway game. Actually, um, you know, uh, you know they rescued a point uh, above in Clonus a couple of weeks ago, but ever since the Galway game, and I would actually say, Cullum, if truth be told, ever since the All Ireland semi final last year, I think. You know, there's been a question mark in the minds of the Kerry public over whether Eamon Fitzmaurice is the right person for the job. It's, you know, it's it's pretty even. I would actually divide it into three categories. I would say uh, those who feel he is still the best person for the job. Those who feel he did a decent job, but it was time to move on. And then that other 33% who really we should be paying no attention to, which are just the ones who, you know, fire up anonymous abuse of players and managers. And expect
1: Kerry to be winning the All-Ireland every
0: single year. Every single year, and that's not going to happen. So I would actually say genuinely the truth lies somewhere between the former 66% of people.
1: Okay. In terms of the letters that he received, were you surprised that a county manager in a county like Kerry that has delivered an All-Ireland title, six Munster titles... Uh, has rebuilt a team
0: was enduring that type of criticism i'm surprised i'm not surprised it happened in Kerry um i think people need to appreciate that more too often Kerry football passion strays over the line and there's you know an unrealistic expectation that as you say they should be willing all ireland's they should be taking this great Dublin side down. And I just think like that that's just an uneducated view. But people, unfortunately, and we've all been victims of it, and we're victims of it in our own business because we're on social media, the difficulty is that there's no regulation. You can say what you want. Um, you know, I mean, I actually saw a tweet that was put out there about Jack Barry Uh, on on the weekend which was a scurrilous tweet like about him you know I mean the guy is a young lad he's finding his way he hasn't had a great super eight there's no doubt about that he still scored three points the last night and you hope that he's able to laugh off that type of thing Um, and I think Jack Barry in that particular individual probably would be able to laugh it off but there's an awful lot of other people Cullum an awful lot of players that wouldn't be able to laugh it off and would take that to heart From Eamon Fitzmaurice's point of view, he is lucky in the sense of... If if anybody looks at Eamon's Twitter account, he hasn't tweeted in years. He keeps a mile off social media. He is one of those managers who actually, when he says, I don't read the papers, he's actually telling the truth. He actually keeps away from all media, all social media. It doesn't really worry him, and it is water off a duck's back to some extent because that's the type of individual he is. But you could clearly see his concern for the fact that it was actually weighing down the group, it was weighing down the younger players. And in all the things he said last Saturday night about his resignation and the reasons for it, I actually thought one of the most poignant, is probably too strong a word, but one of the most interesting was when he actually said, everything is brilliant and everything is great when we're inside in Fitzgerald Stadium on our own. And I think what he meant from that was when we can actually be getting our work done and we're in that bubble and nobody can get at us and nobody's on their mobile phones. And that's actually what we meant in that headline when we were talking about in the paper this morning. That's the irony that in the end, even though the gates are closed and everything like that, you know, this noise, this bad noise still seeped through and still started, you know, Getting the younger players down. And you could see in the performance column that there was a lot of players, especially the younger ones, were inhibited. And I think when you see the criticism over the last couple of days you know, from former players about the lack of leadership amongst the senior players, that's what they're talking about. When the younger lads were tending to go back into their shell, it was up to the senior players to step it up mm. and actually lead them out of it. And, and too many of them, I'm afraid, didn't do that. How will history, judge Eamon Fitzmaurice? One All Ireland in six years means that there won't be bouquets thrown at him. I think only those within the setup know the incredible work he undertook to keep and to ensure that Kerry were competitive. Um, I would look at, we'll say, Sean O'Shea, for example. Fitzmaurice took a lot of abuse last year for not playing Sean O'Shea. But even this year, you've seen Sean O'Shea. He's been really good in some games and he's been virtually anonymous in other games. And that actually is substantiating what Fitzmaurice was doing because Fitzmaurice is the one who's looking at these people in training and he's saying he's not ready. And I think people genuinely, and myself included, because obviously we're on the outside, I don't think any of us, unless you're within that bubble, truly understand the Gulf and the jump between being a standout minor or even under twenty and being a senior championship player. So whole history, Judge Eamon. You know, as Cullen Cooper said himself this morning, like it's, it's, it's laughable in one sense when you're in a county and that wins six provincials in a row, wins a national league, wins an All Ireland, uh, and you're you know you're deemed to be maybe possibly a failure. I think, I think that Eamon has done good really good work for Kerry football but if you were to be absolutely crude and people will be absolutely harsh and crude especially in Kerry and you know this column as well as I do you know it's the old thing show me your medals you know show me what you've done you've won one all Ireland now Keane O'Neill made an interesting point if Kerry hadn't won that one all Ireland by the way their last All-Ireland would be 2009. We'll be going into 10 years next year since Kerry won in All-Ireland. So it's not just all down to Eamon Fitzmaurice. The race is on
1: for the mm. successor. The county board, you had a piece with uh, Tim Murphy, the county board chairman, uh, this morning. The, the wheels already in motion?
0: The wheels will get in motion this week. Um, I'm intrigued to see what road they will travel Tim Murphy, since he has taken over as chairman of the County Board column, has been very um, keen to promote from within, you know, and they have been working, you know, the succession stakes, like they've been bringing guys in into the system, even at under 15, 16 level, even at development group level. Um, in that sense, you you know, you would think they're going to look at a Peter Keane, because he's the minor Or a Jack O'Connor I mean who's obviously The under 20 but And has been there twice before Or do they go the road Of going out And getting The best coaches And the best managers Available to them Who are from Kerry And those four words At the end are important Because Kerry will not Go outside Kerry So One name I'll throw out to you mm, Donnie Buckley Yeah well If I was putting together the Kerry management team tomorrow morning, I would not be putting a a new Kerry management team together without Donnie Buckley. I think, and I've seen it and I've worked with him literally on the same pitch, he is one of the most innovative coaches in the country, if not the most innovative. He is exactly what this Kerry group needs in terms of making them more robust, more more resilient. I'm talking about without the ball now as well as with the ball. And he just is... He is a leader in his field. He's from Kerry. He's hardly had any chance or any crack at Kerry. He was in there briefly under Jack. But I even felt then...
1: Peripheral?
0: He left very quickly... It was an issue at the time, if you remember, over a knee operation. And he didn't want to travel. My own sense of it was that he wasn't getting enough time. Jack is a coach who takes a lot of sessions himself on the field. Donny Buckley wasn't getting enough time on the pitch. And he wasn't going to be wasting his time. But, I'd, you know, then to have Donny Buckley involved... Obviously, you have to have the right chemistry then. So the manager who's bringing Donny Buckley in, obviously, has to be able to work with them. And you mentioned Dermot Murphy's name quite strongly. Today. Yeah, well, d- see, again, I don't know how Dermot Murphy and Donny Buckley would work together. And, and I mean, that chemistry is important, but I do know that Dermot Murphy is a particularly shrewd, um, person watching a game on the sideline making changes within a game and I would actually if, 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 I, th- if I felt that there was a weakness mm. in Eamon Fitzmaurice's management and his selectors by the way because they can't escape from any of this too I would feel that sometimes their in-game notes uh, and in terms of their tactics and in terms of their changes and substitutions was not the best at key moments in big games my sense of Dermot Murphy is that he would be very good in that situation.
1: Okay, for the new manager, whoever he is, what's he coming into?
0: Well, there's still a very good group of players. Um, and you will obviously, I think, going out the other end, you will probably have a few players like Donica Walsh, maybe, you know, Kieran Donaghy, you know, maybe... I don't know, Killian Young is still only 31 or 32, but he seems to have, have issues with injuries. But you will still have the nucleus... Of an extremely strong squad, and you still remember got guys coming through uh, at the younger end, like back up into the under twenties. So, you know, the under twenties obviously weren't a mile away. They were beaten by Kildare, who went on to win the All Ireland at the weekend. Like so, there's obviously got you know, I know that there is serious talent even in that. Um, like there's there's a great hand to work with there you know let's face it it isn't it isn't like that when Fitzmaurice went in in 2013 like that he was struggling really struggling in terms of what he had available to him the new manager now has the nucleus of an extremely good squad and it really you know you you look at it and you say well what would it take you know to get carry over the line If you were to put it in numerical terms, they're probably about 80, 85% of where they need to be. So you're looking for somebody who's going to add that extra 15%. Cork
1: are out of the championship. Where did this ferocious determination out
0: there today come from? The media, every one of them wrote us off. There was a statement in the Cork Examiner last Saturday or last Friday that there are four men on the Limerick team that would be afraid to go into a dark room. There's the answer today to those, those four men. It. And you're that hurt by those remarks? I'm certainly am hurt. And the players were more hurt. And they're the ones who, who were insulted this week. And they proved it today that they have
1: this And our thanks to Tony Lean for those viewpoints. Uh, turning our attention now to the hurling. Uh, Galway withstood a massive clear fight back in testing Thurlis Replay on Sunday afternoon to book their place in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship Final against Limerick. That's on Sunday week. Anthony Daly joins us now on the line from uh, Claire. And Anthony, uh, the mood in the county with you this morning? Um, I suppose uh,
3: Cullum uh, came home last night and went to the hometown of Clarecastle because for like, the, the hurling fanatics, even though we've no one in the squad at the moment, which is... Kind of unusual for us, but we we caught oh, the flow. I suppose, it was a uh, sure, huge crowds and all at the match and massive clear crowd and sure talk about the with Sparrow and you know loads of the, the, the lads that I won championships with and so I suppose you get a lot of it off your chest last night. You know a couple of points and, and that, but uh, and, uh, just waking up then saying the what ifs like and what if you're looking forward to not Ireland and that's just the thing. Like it's such a buzz, I suppose even coming into yesterday and all week after that Grove Park match, there was such a buzz around the county that the team had sort of maybe turned a bit of a corner from the Munster final and It's just that sense of, kind of there's a bit of emptiness this morning and then you're gone and the neighbours on our north and our south are, are meeting in the final now. Might be easier to get hold of a couple of tickets, mind you.
1: <laughs> but in terms of what might have been, Anthony, again, the width of a post proved so decisive in the Munster Championship against Thurles, the width of a post proved ultimately so decisive against Galway in Thurles yesterday.
3: Yeah, you could you can point to that. Uh, I suppose, Colin, Butcher. you know, in the seventy-seven or eight minutes of a game like that. I've... You know, the first half was poor enough game. Now let's be fair. We're we're raving about hurling all year, and we, you know, we have to call a spade a spade. The first half was poor stuff, three from player from player and but of course we got it back. in the second half at spades with the the levels of excitement, the two clear brilliant goals, and the the what ifs with Aaron Shanahan. You know, he did everything right. Great ball from from O'Donnell who was incredible. I thought in that second half, and um. You know, laid it off to him, shortened the grip. I had the privilege of coaching him for one year with the UL Freshers and great lad, like a sieve for, for what you tell him and uh, would, would take it all in, but shortened the grip and fairness the scale, made himself big and it hit off him, He's off the back of his shoulder really, but came back to him and he didn't swing. And you know, if that's what you'd have been showing him, you'd have been saying, bat it in, just scoop it in, whatever, you know, don't don't give a backswing for something like the hook you. So he does everything right, but it just, comes off maybe slightly off the sweet spot of the early, and it's the post instead of the back, end. and you can even see Shane O'Donnell last night watching the highlights, jumping up, you know, celebrating like. And I mean, how much different would that? Like that ball went out to the side, then it was cleared and clear, give away a kind of a silly enough sideline ball for stepping out over the line, and uh, Joe nails the line ball. Whereas if it was the back of the net, you'd be reset for a puck out, you know, and. Uh, Everything could be different. But look, this was a different game, like, you know, in the sense that Clare had the squander mania column in the first half, you know, with the wides. And I mean, that was Galway last week. So, I mean, that's what you could look at as well. And um, just saying it last night, even, you know, to lads, like, when you're nine points down in games like that, you need nearly everything to go your way to get the result. And almost everything went our way. You know, we got two fantastic goals. I mean, Instead, saying, like, O'Donnell's oh, goal, like, like if Messi scored it for Barcelona, wouldn't he be raving about it? To waltz in past the three of that Galway full-back line, and drop pocket under James Cahill to the net, it was an absolute genius goal. And Dougie, who was struggling a bit, I mean, Genie, was nearly a replica of his point, like, the way he burst through and billowed the net, and everything seemed to be going right. But, yes, you know, things won't always go your way. And I don't know what he said, like, and you alluded to there, we got that break against Tip. And uh, I suppose that break went against us yesterday. But when you're giving the nine-point start to the Galways again, two weeks in a row, you, it's, you need nearly everything to fall into place. And credit to Galway as well, I suppose, you know, I'd give great credit to Joe Kenning. I possibly wouldn't have given him men the match. To Park Menon, outstanding, maybe wheeling, you know, even Shane O'Donnell. But... Joe, you could see like he was only on his, you know, his last legs. I like, can, but talk about standing up when they really wanted somebody to to, to bring them over the line. And I thought he 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 did a whole pile of that himself. One dirty ball chase back when he when he had nothing left to give and that marvellous sidling ball.
1: What about that explosive Galway start? We saw it yesterday. We saw it the week before. We saw it against Kilkenny. Uh, wh- you know, wh- wh- what is the problem then thereafter for them?
3: Yeah, like, it's just saying and the team seemed to run out of energy a little bit and, and like, even the explosive start against Kilkenny, if you go back to it, like, Kilkenny brought that match back to a point, you now, they did kick on well that day, but I would feel this year, Kilkenny would possibly be limited, it, you know, and especially with Walter injured that day, and, you know, like, Clare be that bit stronger overall and, have really come back at them twice, you know, obviously to bring it a replay and almost to bring it extra time yesterday. And so you'd be you would be worried um, for them in the final with a limerick team with an extra week and, and all that energy of freshness and newness and everything that they have and I think a wonderful management as well. Not that I'd not that I'd say the gobble management isn't wonderful as well. They've they've proven that hall is top notch and got the tactics very right early on yesterday as well and um like, but for me now, like for them, I would do very little. Like, if I put myself in my haul shoes, I'd I'd bring them off for a swim maybe this evening and, and just say, lads, oh, do you know what? I'll see you on Thursday evening. And we'll do a light puck round and then maybe have one good session next Sunday. And, uh, maybe get the trimmings out of the way which Limerick have had the benefit of this week like in measuring for suits and all the rest because of that and tickets and press nights and get those out of the way maybe towards a Friday night and and then just have one good session maybe next Sunday even leave off the likes of Joe from that you know because he just needs rest at this stage I'd say and uh, I I just hope then that the freshness is back in the body I mean it is an all-Ireland final as well and you know just even talking to Eddie Eddie Brennan yesterday like the no day like it, like, and, and there isn't either you know looking enough just to play in the couple, but there, it's something. it takes them a life at own, and they've been there, and Limerick haven't been there, although there seems to be something different about Limerick this year in terms of the you know the the way they're managing the whole thing and the way there's a cam that's within the squad coming off from all the interviews and all they still haven't gone through it like all you know, the whole. Mm. Well, Ireland final day is just most unique Irish day, and um, Galway have been through that a lot of them four and five times, and going for back to back, and like they're only seventy minutes away now. So, but they will be worried, and I, I, there is definite signs from, you know, key guys would say like like Carl Mannion, you know, Conor Cooney, and uh, Joseph. Now was very good when he went back. To be fair, wing back, that was a great move for them even midfield at times they're in and out of it and and, and they're fading so you know I could worry a little bit about elements in the full back line as well at times that you know Dahi was brilliant yesterday now with John Hanbury so I, I know he's carrying a bit of a knock now I, I knew that going into the game but there is a few questions and it heart, brilliant you know early on and David Reedy but Ian Galvin caused him problems so they have a few things to worry about but look at Often you saw lads having poor quarterfinals and semi finals and then coming out on final day. And, and who could be the hero the next day? Maybe, you know, it could be someone from off, it could be a Jason Flynn off the bench and nail one two or something, you know. So, or for Limerick, it could be a Peter Casey or somebody off the bench who. We just come in and swing it for them, so it's a unique day, and they'll be banking on that and, and their experience. But you would, you would certainly be worried. Call them to answer your question: Why aren't they mm. you know, nine ahead again? And you know, even we were out watching some of it in the terrace, but in total, like it's not as convenient as to come out and just sit down in the in the box and watch it. But in total, you're literally on the terrace with the supporters. If you come out of the box, and uh, you could feel the guys in. Galway clouds then bury them now this time, but they didn't like, and, and six points in it after him and Clare thundered back into it. You know, you have to give massive credit to Clare as well, and the heart and the, the absolute buy-in to the management that, that seems to be there from the players. So, yeah, and Limerick, Limerick were beaten by Clare by eleven points. Remember, now it was it was the one malfunction day in the year, and it was endless as well. And I'm not so sure there's so fun to go in there. So, all bits are off really going into the final, but. Yeah, you if you were Galway, you know, good thinker about the game and um, going into the final you are kind of worried that will we have the energy for these guys coming down the stretch if it's tight.
1: Yeah, following up on that point if, if you were John Kylie, Anthony, would you have left Turles a bit more confident than you were when you arrived? Well, you,
3: you'd have to say like he didn't know on the Sunday, uh, Sunday morning last week, you know, that he was going to be in the final. Cullen, but I mean for the other semi-final to go to a uh, replay would be dream stuff for me you know it literally gives him hardly any time for recovery like where Limerick have had all week for recovery and can really put in a good shift in training this week now and and rest up then next week so y- yeah all the advantages are with him that way and he'll have had a really good look at them as well especially yesterday I suppose the previous week he was focused on his own game and his own team's performance but he certainly would be, you know, sitting down yesterday with Paul Kinner and with Geary and Alan Cunningham and, and Jimmy Quilty and they would have been probably sitting, what I'd like to do now if I would five of my management team is I'd go, you know, maybe maybe bring Joe Connor with us and sit in three different parts of the field in twos and keep a few notes and then meet up today, this morning maybe and say, right, what did you take out of it and in very interesting, different perspectives that lads would have, and we we did that with Dublin. We I send Richie with someone, Richie Stakelum would maybe hedge off to some other part of the field, and myself and Shane Martin would watch it. Someone else and I send you know someone else to someone Tommy Down, and someone else to somewhere other part of the field, and we we compare notes in on the Monday, and it was very interesting the stuff that would come back that you'd say, well, God, did I see that at all? Like, and you know, that's that's kind of the way, like when you're sitting together kind of all agreeing with each other aren't you a bit? and, and uh, no I look at, I think there's an awful lot to recommend Limerick in the final but I, as I said like finals are just all Ireland finals can just
1: are a life of their own and, we'll, and, uh, we'll be coming back anyway next week and we'll ha- have you on the podcast yeah. uh, for an All-Ireland final special Fi- final question Anthony though for Clare uh, disappointment naturally this morning defeated in an All-Ireland semi-final after a replay by the All-Ireland champions Will it still go down as a successful 2018? I think I think
3: it has to. I call them your A know, Championship matches. Okay, like beaten twice by Cork and beaten by the champions, you know. So, but you know, I had four massive victories and and uh, a fantastic draw, you know, and won the games of the year. So, but just the incredible heart and and you know, lads who had awful question marks over them after probably the Munster final in particular and maybe even at the start of the year after the league really put in shifts I mean fellas like Jack Brown I thought you know, tremendous year very solid couldn't believe he got a 5 in today's examiner to be honest <laughs> um, in the ratings but uh, he, I, you know I can't really answer enough of the questions of you know, clearly bounced back from a poor Munster final to have 3 great games I felt and Look, it didn't go yesterday in midfield for, for Tony. Like, some of the criticism of Tony just is like some of the stuff Eamon Fitzmaurice revealed, was, I suppose, on Saturday evening. Like, horrid stuff like Tony Tony has been just immense for Clare and his club and these college and trying to be all team, Even club football for year's county final, trying to man midfield for Clondy Gad, like, you know, I... Like, an amazing he probably needs a rest more than anything else and hopefully he'll get that and be back fresh next year. He's very young. But the Fitzgerald's for Stack then didn't have anything like the impact off the bench and but he learned as well, very young, you know, just just twenty two and so you know, and are back like he's obviously the flying the ointment, like can shannon now click on to be this this Max man in the full forward line, maybe release John Conlon back out to wing forward or centre and uh, that could, you know, clear. But look, look, Munster next year. New management in tip, new management in Watford. Uh Limerick look like this kinda of stone that's rolling uh, bigger and bigger and and, and Cork under 21s blowing everything out of the water. So what tree'll come out of Munster again next year for You might as well throw the balls into a hat and pull three out nearly back there. Kind of. So yeah. It'll be all back to the gone board. And that's the that that was the big heartache for Clare people last night. It's so hard to get back to the width of a post in approaching injury time in, in, in an All Ireland semi final. To get back to that spot again. It's it's so difficult. and um, so that's the regret, but great hope and I, I I presume the boys could be given an extension now if they're any bit of a contract or another contract existence, G yeah, but you know, I there's no doubt that they're the they're the men for the job and if they want to tweak the background team in any way I'd say they'd be given license to and hopefully hopefully you now the lads will take great encouragement and pick on because there was doubts over the last few years. Were we as good as thirteen looked? I think they've answered a fair bit of that this year and um, Can really look forward again in being able to host two games next year at home. I'll be that big and tip. Um, And we'll have Watford neutral if they're not sorted out with the ground. So we'll have a good chance. And if we can get into that three again, sure. You'd never know. And hopefully, you know, never know. There's an All-Ireland and these boys again. I I always believe that. I'd be very hopeful we could get there.
1: Final question Antony, and I know that was my final hurling question this is a more general one you mentioned Damien Fitzmaurice there and the treatment that he received just back from your own time in management did you get letters and calls from from fans oh, or so-called yeah, fans
3: sir. yeah i did um i have to say a straight out no not as bad in dublin as when i was manager of claire to be honest you know, your own are nearly the worst in some ways on not Look at nineteen.
1: But, but does that does own. that say more about where hurling ranks in Dublin than it does in the likes of a County Clare? Well, it yeah. Maybe about the
3: Dublin hurling support was they kind of maybe knew where they were coming from. You know, and that there was a low enough. I mean, the year before I took over with me to knock them out. No, I suspect Westmead me, but you know Like it, they were coming from a low enough base. There was talent there, and then there was. Although we were topsy-turvy, we got a bit of success. But I still I still got letters, you know. Um, but in my Clare time, now, God, I used to get letters from a fella in Mayo, uh, an expatriate from Clare, living in Mayo, by God. He, and, and, and I remember saying that one night to Father Harry, who had been manager of the 70s team, is that still still writing letters? I thought he was dead, he said. You know, and I must have got a le- And eventually I looked up his name on the phone book and found this a kind of uniquely clear name now i could say the name now, but i don't want to because it's a prominent east clear name and, and uh i rang and I, I said is that john and he said it is who's this i said if you ever send a letter to my house and again i personally drive to mayo and meet at your front door kid because i said "I hey, look at i'm not doing this only for the love of it but like you know that yeah i got loads i should look at you be just afraid for your family as well and I remember, you know, after we drew with Wexford at the Dubs in in '13, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying we got a bit of criticism in the Sunday game we were so poor, and I even said it to the, the wife and the three girls. I said, if anyone's anything in the stand here, know that they don't mean it personally. You know, they, they just care about Dublin hurling and just try and ignore it. They don't, they're not really having to go at your dad. I said the girls are young, and um, I said, you know, it's just it's just. They're passionate," I said, and don't just look at forget about it. Let And then I remember saying it to my eldest lady afterwards. Anyone say no, that's No, said a thing. So I was like, you know, it's a, There were the dubs were, I suppose, just clear. I suppose had come off that period of the nineties where we were relatively successful enough uh, in in national terms, and then we had near misses when I was manager, I suppose. And um, yeah, I got I got a lot of letters around then. and but of course,
1: the days oh, plans, were, were, were many of them signed, Anthony.
3: Yeah, there would be maybe 20% would put their name on it and even put their phone number on it. I remember ringing one guy and had a great chat with him. I had a great chat with him and and he said, look, I just wanted to give you my couple of opinions and I didn't want to be hiding behind anything either. But most of them, you know, C.O. O'Connor, Cork Examiner.
1: (laughs) Found out again.
3: (laughs) Or, you know, L. Ryan Tipperary. (laughs) Check, Check out the amount of L. Ryans in Tipperary, you know. But you know So like Cowardly stuff To be honest Cowardly Cowardly stuff I mean You'd love a fella To, to walk up You know Ring you Pick up It's easy to Get my number Pick up the phone And say Look at This is This is Colin McConnor here Anthony uh, I used to work For Clare FM There I know I, uh, Look at I think you're Getting it all wrong In midfield or, And wouldn't you love And you could Debate that with him And maybe he'd be right
2: And, and you would sure.
3: I would always Listen to people like that and, and take stuff out of it If I thought it was relevant So but I, I feel sorry for him, and I mean, thank you God, like I, I, I saw him hurling for Lixnaw centre back. He was an inspiration and, and a calm presence on that team. I was with Miley and, and he was he was he was outstanding for them. And you know, I always admired him in his interviews. And God, he, he got Kerry in a time of transition as well, and you know, won six monsters in Ireland. Like God, they just expect to win everything. You do. And, and you know, look, as he come across that at a time the Dublin were absolutely at their 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 best ever team, and God, to get abused like that from your own it, is very hard. And maybe Paddy wasn't all wrong back then. The lot of have yeah.
1: And that's it for another episode of Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. We're back again next week. In fact, we will have a, a couple of extra editions of the program in the lead-up to the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final between Galway and Limerick. Our thanks to our guests this morning, to Tony Lean, to Anthony Daly, and to Larry Ryan, who was on production duty as always. Don't forget, you can download the podcast on iTunes, from Soundcloud, and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk.